Welcome to LizCast. I am your host, Amanda Costner. We are recapping First Kill, Season 1, Episode 6. And with me today is someone who has spent many a night with me staying up watching content. Some might say a night or two staying up drinking. I have literally never seen her lose a board game. Please help me welcome to the podcast, Nika. <laughs> thanks for coming back on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm sure back by popular demand. Yes, they de- the people demanded you come back. <laughs> and I give the people what they want. Yeah. Uh, first severing is the name of episode six. Can I give me a little chill? First severing. I felt like a little scare. Like we're going to yeah, see some more really, gore. I wasn't really sure what to expect going into the episode. Um, it it was, a, it was a little interesting how they uh, kind of jumped right in, um, trying to yank uh, Juliet and Cal away from each other through this kind of slightly bizarre ceremony. Um, the ceremony. What ceremony are you speaking of? The um, oh, the severing. Yes, that's yeah. The name the, of the sorry, episode. the yeah. severing. <laughs> yes, the ser- severing. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah. So we start the episode off. Talia informs a not too pleased Cal that uh, after she speaks with police about the Smashley zombie murder and uh, the uh, well, it was Smashley murdering Noah. The uh, for Calliope, school is out. Yeah, it seems a little dramatic, but I kind of understand why her mother wants to um, make sure she can do everything in her in her like um, in her power to separate her and Juliet. Um, so homeschooling it is, I guess, but also. I'm kind of curious, like, why don't the hunters homeschool to start with? I, what, what kind of is the point of uh, moving from school to school and sending their kids um, into high school? Cal was kind of the first person to find a legacy uh, vampire uh, in a long time. So it's, it's not like they're sending their children in hunting for legacies right it sounds right it seemed like at least from the first episode they do most of their monster hunting in the graveyard buffy style Um, i believe you have discovered what we refer to as a plot hole (laughs) Um, i think they i think they have her going to school so she can meet juliet (laughs) so we can have this whole show (laughs) i don't think that's the only plot hole this (laughs) she's bringing the hate back Nika's back with the hate. Uh, Talia yeah, also I mean, says, uh, your little flame with that vampire is over. You so much as mention her name and I'll take you both out. Juliet, Juliet, Juliet. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Cal, Cal is uh, ready to rebel. Um, this severing did nothing for her. She's- Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's like uh, parenting 101, uh, forbidding your kid from being with the person they love, <laughs> like your teenage kid, like uh, that'll work for sure. Well, I actually just had an interesting conversation with somebody that I work with today. He asked, uh, he was talking about how his like daughter is 12 years old and he, she definitely listens to everything that he says. And another coworker turns and looks at me and goes, Hey, you're a female. When you were young, if your dad told you to do something, did you do it? And I was just like, <laughs> if my parents told me to do something, I would do the opposite. Right. I'm the type of kid who like rebelled against all authority. It's a miracle I have never gotten fired because I rebel against my bosses. <laughs> cut that, cut these, that. These parents, <laughs> do you really want me to cut it? No, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, these parents just they never learn they don't even after i mean how long has romeo and juliet been around like what hundreds of years uh thousands i don't know look at me i'm not a shakespeare scholar here uh i i think hundreds is a little more accurate and have we not had like 
a handful of Romeo and Juliet retellings. I mean, yeah, they should know by now. They should know uh, by I will now say, that if you tell them not to get together, they're just going to be more. Yeah. When I learned I wasn't exactly my mother-in-law's like ideal part, I was like, awesome. Great. She's going to love me for sure now. Please hate me. <laughs> no. yeah the parents they haven't they haven't learned i loved the scene when uh talia margo the girls and the principal they all uh when they go into the waiting room again i was like reunited and it feels so good i was watching that scene going oh man i bet amanda is so excited i was like can these two moms just make out on do you really think that the moms are ever gonna make out even if we get a season two this in my dreams Juliet's mom loves loves the dad so much this dad would have to get like obliterated her okay, memory would have to same, be like wiped before she would make man. out with anybody he's does she love snakes that's the real question I mean, like, does she love snakes that also eat her mom? Maybe a turn on, who knows? I thought you were going to finish that a different way. So, but you, that was... <laughs> okay, the principal I know. The principal starts interrogating them. And again, uh, we have this continuous theme woven throughout the series thus far of Talia and Margot protecting their daughters yeah i love how the how they're like so fiercely protective of their daughters um but but also like remember this vampire society is a matriarchal society so you think that they that at least Margot would we would see some scenes of her trying to empower juliet and give her some autonomy i i mean i personally would like to see that instead of like the mother hen act that we constantly see like i i get it you know you're very protective but also raise your daughter up and you know get her ready strong and push her out into the world okay that's a good point and um that didn't really bother me as much but uh, I, I, I see where you're I, coming from i think i just bothered by no, you love it. I know you love it. Okay. I have a question. If they have video proof of Juliet, wouldn't they also have proof of Cal? And also, why didn't the school care about them breaking the glass door and having a sleepover in the Romeo and Juliet set? Um, I was just really confused by this entire scene, to be honest, <laughs> because their evidence was like very flimsy at best. Um, also you you know that a zombie killed this kid right so why are you looking at Juliet and Cal two obviously not zombie individuals um it, Do it they? Do the principal of, and the police know it was a zombie well wasn't there like a flash across the scene or I thought like they were like, oh, there's monsters back. Maybe, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. No, but I, don't I know. thought right. they knew it was a zombie. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't assume that. But I could I, completely maybe you're right. be wrong, and maybe I'm just like throwing hate at them for no reason now. <laughs> I'm like, they're bad at their job, but you know, I mean, they're just trying to get to the bottom, I guess. I guess. Uh. But I mean, like you're telling me that the cameras didn't catch the zombie running around the zombie was really fast i was calling it the flash on the on my last recap uh, yeah it was interesting that these zombies are kind of like uh what what movie world wars is where they have like those really fast uh i thought it was zombies. like twilight that's what they have the vampires do in twilight Yes, but I was like comparing it to like fast zombies right like i oh. think the one with uh Who's the guy who hit Chris Rock? What? <laughs> First of all, who does know Will Smith? Oh, yes, Will Smith. First of all. I'm, I'm so, look, I'm so sorry, Will Smith. I love you. <laughs> you're you're great. Um, I'm bad at names. I don't know why I remember Chris Rock's name and not Will Smith. But I'm specifically, oh, I am legend. Maybe oh, is okay. the zombie the zombie movie with all the fast zombies that's what i was trying I was to like what made you think of that 
Uh, okay, so we get uh, back outside, and it's like another scene of uh, you know the the moms being like, "You better not see that her," and and this immediate. I we know this works really well because immediately after uh talia warns cow they both like touch each other and do that funny ring thing yeah. like right in front of them <laughs> it's like uh, i thought little... it was like in uh lord of the rings when the hobbits are dropping their pins on the ground so that aragon can find them except <laughs> cow was right there this, like weird ring yeah we needed to create a little bit of intimacy we needed to rebel against the parents and that's the sole purpose of this scene mm. um it's cute but like I don't know I I feel like later on in the episode we saw other scenes where they rebelled so this scene seemed kind of like a little unnecessary to me Mm, okay unnecessary (laughs) to Nika (laughs) to me and you know what I will find another hater of this show oh there's people and you're not even really like I think you can love the show and also recognize like you know things to talk about that are not necessarily amazing i mean that's <laughs> true i did binge watch this entire show so yeah. so i'm saying you love it deep down um or i just have a an addiction to television and binge watching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel you there i feel you there do you think talia's right about cal being hooked on juliet like a drug um, or is Margot right? And it's just teenage love. I feel like the episode kind of wants us to think that it's more love than the drugs thing. Yeah, I mean, the episode kind of like um, really presents that question to you. And even after they do that severing, they're still drawn together. So, I mean, I I was I was curious. And, you know, that's why I kept on saying, like, I wish they would have given us a little bit of the lore. I feel like you know, like True Blood, for example, is really good at like building the lore early on so you understand how these vampires in the world operate. So if we would have built that lore, maybe we could have understood what the exact repercussions of a bite was. Um, But unfortunately, we don't know that. But they go through the severing, right? And um, afterwards, you know, they're still seeking each other out. So I really think it boils down to this teenage lusty like um you you won't say the love where you you won't call it love it's, it's you just think lust they're in love you. after knowing each other for like two days um i would argue that i fell for my wife within like two days that sounds i'm funny. saying it's possible <laughs> okay what'd I- you say <laughs> I said that sounds fake. Ro, come at me. Why? No, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure people experience that. I guess I just so don't. Jaded, Nika. You're so yeah, jaded. Yeah, I'm just jaded by life. I don't know. I just like <laughs> it takes longer for me to develop feelings I guess so mm, okay. I can't relate to that but I'm sh- I'm sure but they're also teenagers they haven't as a lesbian you know, gone- I couldn't relate less I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm sorry that you and your you all are offended <laughs> over there <laughs> but no I was I was <laughs> I was saying um <laughs> that they're teenagers they haven't really gone through or experienced love before so I feel like they're letting their heightened emotions get the best of them so I don't know if we necessarily can call it love it's just they're going through a lot they're experiencing a lot of hormones that they haven't experienced before Nika have you forgotten what it's like to be young you're younger than me come on you sound like such a boober oh <laughs> kids don't know what love is ah, blah, 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 blah. come I mean, on I I was I was the exact same way when I was a teenager <laughs> to be I was you know these this the couple was like making out on the dance floor I'm like you don't know what love is <laughs> it's your hormones I literally can picture you doing that it's <laughs> amazing um, I know it was just an arm grab, but oof, I felt the world shake when Margot touched Talia's bicep like that. When Margot 
Ichiro touched Talia's bicep. You didn't even notice. How I didn't you. even notice. Wait, when? <laughs> um, we have Bunny in the press conference with Snake Dad. Do you think Bunny is maybe a vampire? A legacy vampire? No, there's... I don't think there's any way Bunny's a legacy vampire. I think that they're trying to like um, emulate the crazy MAGA. Um, oh yeah, you know, like Ma'am. Their group yeah, is called their Ma'am. Ma'am. Their Karen Monster Hunter group. What does Ma'am <laughs> even stand for? M- Moms against something monsters? Or yeah, yeah. I don't what know. What a dumb name. Like, please <laughs> at least come up with something better, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. I only thought that because he sends Eleanor over to, like, quote unquote, like, take care of her. So I was, well, but he probably I, just meant ch- change her mind or whatever. Yeah. I just, I assume that he meant, like, you know, go over there, like, do your thing, do your mind controly thing, and, you know, if maybe you control, or you, like, calm Bunny down a little bit, she might have um, a soothing effect on the rest of the ma'ams, and, you know, they won't go around spray, uh, like, spray painting crazy shit on people's mm-hmm. garage doors. That was definitely them that tagged the the legacy vamps right i mean that's the only thing i can assume that or like oliver but uh it seems like a ma'am thing to do (laughs) Uh, okay so we get to the family meeting where they're like um calliope sweetie we are going to sever you and okay what do you think if you're a cow do you trust your family and you let them do the thing that has the word sever in it or do you run (laughs) um I don't think she really has a reason to run to be honest um she trusts her family they seem like a very tight-knit family so even though her family's not really understanding where she's coming from I think we can only hope that they have her best interest at heart and aren't gonna harm her um like should she trust them because this ends up going kind of awry uh like like Theo ends up a little messed up from this. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say. He's having right? dark nightmares. He has some messed up crap happen to him, but I thought it was uh, uh, interesting. I liked the way they introduced some of Theo's backstory. Mm, um, me too. I liked how we, you know, got a little bit of information about. Uh, where he came from, what happened to his mother, um, and that he also went through the severing because the um, the hunter guild, whatever, wasn't sure if he was bitten by a legacy or not. Um, yeah, that was interesting. So I think, you know, even if Cal is worried, you know, she also loves her brother, right? And she knows her brother's gone through something similar. So, you know, uh, some of those things, if I was in Cal's situation, would make me go, okay, maybe I can trust my family just a little bit, maybe. Not me, I'd run. I'd be running for the hills. You're not (laughs) severing shit. (laughs) No, I love Juliet. That's right. I'd be like, can't keep me for my girlfriend okay <laughs> i mean and they severed her and they didn't keep uh callaway spoiler alert it doesn't work <laughs> i don't think we, we need uh, to spoil it <laughs> <laughs> we get to the big parents conference my personal favorite part of the episode i think is when uh snake dad says like a bunch of uh legacy vampire stuff and talia's like Oh, you're impressive. Is that what you wanted me to say? I was like, I've wanted to say that to so many things. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, sorry, I'm blanking a little bit. Um, you don't remember like, it? They're at the conference. They have the conference with the two, with the four parents, and um, we've got. Okay, Snake yes. Dad and Margot on one side, uh, Jack mm. Burns and Talia on the other. 
and they're trying to strike an I don't know what they're trying to do they're trying to talk yeah okay so I think that's why I blocked it a little bit because I didn't really understand the purpose of this meeting because they had the parent conference earlier the episode where the moms met and could have had some sort of discussion but we gotta bring them in in. yeah I guess but look this is a matriarchal vampire society we don't need any snake dads here this wasn't in line with uh, the show we've been given <laughs> yeah exactly so i was just like why did we need to have another scene with the parents with the dads here um and they didn't they didn't really correct me if i'm wrong but they didn't really talk about like cal and Juliet. it was just mainly like we'll never forgive you for you know the the invasion or the raid what you know whatever they called it yeah i think there was stuff that was like said but you're right i can't i'm like not recalling the point because it wasn't an important scene it wasn't necessary they should it was not yeah Yeah. they could have but i think they wanted i think they like some of these like fun scenes it's like oh let's get all the parents together you know and have talia say something funny yeah exactly um yeah, we get the creepy severing scene. Have I mentioned how much I want Apollo's Soul 1988 Olympic sweater? Like, God, that's a cool sweater. It is a good sweater, and it does look good on him. <laughs> he also wears, like, a really cool Jamaica tank top. In the I really like the Jamaica tank top. Actually, just Apollo's entire wardrobe, send it my way. Right, right. Yeah, I and also... The sev- Sorry, also earlier, if we're talking about the fashion of the show. Yeah, let's get um, into it. Cal's shirt, the one that was like really colorful and geometric when she, in her dream, stuck up into Juliet's room. I was like really digging that shirt. Um, It was very funky. The neon green squiggles or whatever, or arrows. Yes, that was awesome. It was a good shirt. It was a good shirt. But like, okay. That speaking of that scene though, the one thing I remember for them is again, I know I'm harping on the security thing, but like these millionaires on this big estate, they don't have a ring camera. They don't see Cal in her neon green squiggly shirt. Well, not only not only that, but like how did the mams get away with spray painting the DA's garage door? You're telling me the DA doesn't get death threats already shouldn't he have better security i guess that's how the monster hunters got in so that we could see that slow-mo of them running in the estate there's no security none at (laughs) all i don't know like even if i'm a vampire you know from a strong family you're not invincible like we're gonna we're gonna eventually (laughs) find a way to kill you please have better security because you know, your your life is at risk. And obviously the dad nearly died. So not all of them are invincible. Yeah, they didn't learn their lesson. Nope, uh, but that's okay. We get a uh, multiple Romeo climb in the balcony to meet Juliet scenes once with Cal here. And then later in the episode, we get Juliet doing the same thing. What'd you think of these scenes? Yeah, they really want to emphasize that this is Romeo and Juliet. In case you didn't catch on earlier in the show can we remind you that this is a romeo and juliet retelling by the way the creator of this show ve schwab based this show off a short story she wrote titled first kill if you're interested in reading it you can click the link in the description which will take you to a book called vampires never get old it's a collection of short stories it made me think that there's probably a lot of other Romeo and Juliet stuff that's gone down that I just like haven't noticed. Um, I mean, like aside from the families being really like them waking up in the theater, I, I recognize that was like something there, but there's probably been some some other stuff. That yeah, so them waking up caught. in the theater and Romeo and Juliet, if I'm remembering correctly they like ran away and had a lustful night together or maybe i'm confusing that with the movie uh, I, don't I don't know, know. it's but been a hot yeah minute. they just like wake up amongst people Reminds and then the families <laughs> obviously hate each other um, yeah but i think there's probably been other specific stuff that we just haven't caught but like other fans have or maybe there'll be specific stuff later on oh for sure yeah probably. no doubt you look like really excited are you talking about the death scene <laughs> Which death scene? The end. The death scene. Romeo oh, have and you Juliet. finished the show? 
no is there a death scene <laughs> like no i thought you were talking about the specific thing they're gonna include that romeo and juliet has is them dying that's what i thought you meant oh that is what i'm excited about yeah absolutely wow wow you want them to to do another bury our gaze nika um i mean i i know uh the lesbians are real upset because all of their characters die off but i love it when characters die off because that means that there is actual real life consequences it's not you know, like when you're reading a story or watching a show and you you know the main character won't die. So even if there's a really like mm-hmm. dangerous, exciting scene and, you know, sometimes you're on the edge of your seat, like, are you really on the edge of your seat? Because they're the main <laughs> character. What's like, what's going to happen uh, to them? That show will end. So I love I think it. We all, it. as listeners, just learned, um, you know, uh, don't worry if you're feeling a uh, uh, Nika's got the critical tongue. She wants people to die, so this is nothing. Yeah, I wish death on everybody. I guess just fake characters, just TV characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I was a little one thing that I'm sure you're gonna jump on the hate wagon with me for. I was a little confused when Cal like breaks up with Juliet and it was a dream, but I also thought it was real. But then it was like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't break up. They're still very much together and in love. Yeah. So was, so they they got severed, right? So was Juliet just having this dream and then Cal was not actually in the dream? To me, that would make a little bit more sense, but there was never any mm. clarification on that. Um, I think the show wants us to not know. I think the show wants us to not know, but I think the only thing that really truly makes sense is Juliet's just having a dream because she misses Cal and she's really worried that their parents are keeping them apart uh, because then Cal never brings that up later on. Mm -hmm. You know, she never brings up, oh, I was severed, but, you know, I I still came into your dream. But Ro had mentioned in um, our last recap the possibility of them like dream communicating this whole mm-hmm. time. And so I found that like to be like an interesting possibility that they are, that it's it's a dream, but it's also some real element to it. But you're right. It's never, well, it never gets mentioned. Well, I just assumed that like the only reason they could dream communicate is because they had that bond, but then the bond got severed, right? So like, I- I don't know. Did it get severed successfully? You know what? It could, yeah, maybe it didn't get severed successfully. Maybe season two, we're going to find out that, you know, they've been connected this entire time and uh, Theo did a terrible job. <laughs> Theo, you suck. You're terrible at this. <laughs> Theo, uh, one star for Theo <laughs> on severing. <laughs> Would not recommend. Uh. Nika, is Apollo the fastest ice cream scooper of all time? You're uh, we telling get the scene. me that um, that he was what too fast? <laughs> yeah, because she the for some reason they showed us. I don't know why they showed this. You're right. They have a lot of scenes in some of these episodes they could cut, but we get a scene of her of Cal sneaking the computer to see what Apollo's doing, and um, he's like mint chocolate chip she's like uh yeah and then he's like we don't have mint chocolate chip and she's like okay vanilla and then like two seconds later he's got the ice cream for her you didn't notice that um i didn't really particularly notice it mainly because uh a lot of uh scenes (laughs) that are very similar in other shows are like that right where like Mm -hmm you know, you're rushing to quickly do something and, you know, you send that person away to, you know, get something for you and they instantly pop back. So, you know, it, it didn't really bother me that much because I feel like that's a trope of, mm-hmm. um, of television. Um, but also like, you know, maybe you're just slow at scooping ice cream. Have you thought about that? <laughs> I am because I'm too busy standing there eating ice cream as I'm scooping one in the bowl, one in my mouth. I know. One in the bowl, I've one seen in my you mouth. do it, and I'm like, Amanda, 
I don't want to eat your like backwash. Use a different spoon. <laughs> Uh, okay, Eleanor goes all fun big sister on Juliet. Nika, uh, I know you have two younger sisters. Do you ever get them drunk, take them to the club, specifically a club that looks like the J-Lo waiting for tonight uh, Millennium music video uh, and just be the greatest big sister in the world? Okay, well, you've met my middle sister, right? <laughs> and you're asking me that question. <laughs> You never tried it though? Um, I know my middle sister too well <laughs> to try it. She does not what like about, going What out. about your youngest? What about your um, You know what? It's really hard to like get over that stump of like, that's my baby sister. So it's a little bit weird. And actually the only time we've been out drinking is with you and Ro when uh, during Thanksgiving, when we went to the bars together that night oh. that I lost my coat oh I do remember that yeah yeah um I mean we're gonna go to New York next week so maybe this is my opportunity you're like not yet are you yeah. I hope you don't uh murder a guy in a I mean, uh, blood acid and fueled rage. rage I mean we not in a fuel of rage but we probably will murder a guy <laughs> You do like seeing people dead, so. <laughs> I know. Consequences are great. <laughs> um, yeah, not very responsible of Big Sis here. How do you think they got Juliet in? Did she use her powers? Did they well, do a back past the ID situation? Yeah, I was really confused by the entire thing. I was like, this girl looks like a, a child. Why is nobody IDing her? <laughs> I know. But then obviously Eleanor has her mind wiping right. abilities. So, uh, you know, she probably used that. But then they were also in this club. And I was like, this club is like the least popping club. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not really a club goer. You know, I'm not super into going out to the clubbing? bars. Oh, I've been clubbing a few times. But like the clubs that I've been to are way better than this. Wow. What, what a club elitist. Like, apparently <laughs> i thought this scene really added some a little bit of levity to the episode like eleanor crimps her hair for this like it was before before it was dark it was really fun i thought um i i thought the scene was cute but um skipping forward to like the game they're playing where you know you take one bite i take one bite mm -hmm. i thought it was oh, that was like dark Oh, it was very dark, but I, I, I kind of get it. Like Juliet got sucked up into the bloodlust of it all, but mm. nobody was forcing her to do it. You know, Eleanor wasn't holding a gun to her throat, so. But she was I on guess, drugs. She was a little bit on drugs, drugs, but but it's not like Eleanor doped her up um, without her eh, knowing. She she gave her a lot of shots that uh. And she took her to the bar that she that she wasn't of age to be at. She, she look, she knows who her sister is, right? Like you're telling me she wasn't expecting it. She should <laughs> have just right. said she should have run away as soon as Eleanor was like, "We're going out." Actually, you have like convinced me. You've changed my mind. You're totally right. Like Julia knows who Eleanor is. She knows if they go out, there's a risk that you know. And she she probably she's the one who decides to drink now the uh the caveat or the the um the thing you can't rebut is Juliet's a kid <laughs> yes Juliet's a kid and her sister definitely took advantage of her we kind of heard earlier in the show that she you know looks up a little bit to her sister um we have seen instances of her you know putting her foot down and going no I'm not gonna drink blood you know no I'm not gonna su suck the blood of of Cal, but ultimately you're right. She is a child. Um, so it was unfortunate that she was put in this kind of situation. But I also, you know, knowing that, you know, I, I kind of also am like, you know, Juliet, come on, like, what did you what did you think was gonna happen tonight? Your sister's been trying to get you to do your first kill for so long. Do you really, you know, and, and she wants to take you out 
to learn what it really means to be a legacy and learn what it they means just, to she just wants to have some fun to some billy eilish music uh while I, they take I, blood acid I, hits yeah i guess mark but, that was dark they really took advantage of mark speaking of take advantage oh yeah the poor poor guy you know he he died so young i know i know we all love sounds Smash like you feel Lee, for him <laughs> i know we all love smashly but like come on guys Mark was a real MVP also. <laughs> what? Mark has nothing on Smashly. You're right. You're right. <laughs> did he, speaking of Mark, did he like evaporate in the water? Like, were there crocodiles in there? What happened? So I'm, again, I think I'm making a lot of assumptions because they don't tell us. <laughs> but I'm assuming that there is some sort of monster in the water because... Ooh. If it was a crocodile, the crocodiles are acting way too quickly. They wouldn't have right. snapped up that fast. But what if there's a monster that Eleanor knows about and, mm. you know, that's where she dumps all her bodies? Genius. Uh, Nika, can you relate to Eleanor a little bit? <laughs> what? Because I want everybody to die? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no. Juliet's like, Juliet's like, that man has a family okay <laughs> no i'm on juliet's side like let's not actually kill people but this is <laughs> fiction so i want right. the authors to kill people yes yes uh ro was right by the way uh she said that eleanor was going to do something to upset juliet to prove that eleanor's the bad guy and i think this is it yeah i from kind of the beginning and you know when we were talking in episode what three um i didn't think Eleanor was going to be the good guy of the show. Um, we, you know, early on, we see her card collection. Uh, you know, we kind of see her pre pressuring Eleanor to take this fight, all because Eleanor has this ambition to be the keeper of the Malkia mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. So she's very ambitious, which I love, but she's ambitious putting her family's, like her sister's values, uh, in jeopardy i yeah. i don't know how turns out eleanor that. was exactly who they told us she was in episode one yeah <laughs> the whole time oh absolutely she is a little bit heartless and i think we get a taste of that this episode um she kind of comes off a little flirty a little fun but deep down i think there's a dark side to eleanor mm -hmm. um that we're exploring a little bit more she kind of brushed off this death she wasn't very sympathetic you know, this Mark was just she liked a play, it. play toy. She was smiling. She was and, very uh, happy. She was uh she was enjoying that high. Yeah. Yeah, because she knows a good place to put her murder keepsakes. You know what that <laughs> place is? A Inside storage a, locker. A storage locker. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Nobody gives a shit about storage lockers. I think that's absolutely false. Um, <laughs> I feel like every show that you ever watch. The evidence is always in the storage locker. Always fix the storage <laughs> lockers. I feel like it's, for me, it's always, the shows I watch are always, the killer's living in the storage locker. Or you go into the storage locker and there's this murder board with like red string <laughs> attaching different lines. Uh, is that where Dexter did his killing? Was that a storage locker? No, or was that somewhere No, else? Dexter just set up plastic wherever and then oh, chopped yeah. up the bodies. He did. He had a mobile unit. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was very precise. They could never, you know, narrow him down. And then he meticulously cleaned everything because he was like very OCD about it. And then he would go out into the waters on his boat and dump the bodies. Hmm. Yeah, he would. That he would. Uh, okay, so Juliet meets back up with Ben. She's not feeling too good after the whole, she, she's on a come down. Nika, do you spoon with your best friends? Uh, actually, I have a friend that we do spoon. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, I did this in college, but it was because I was a raging closeted lesbian. But you're saying you, you do this platonically. Uh, yeah, I have a friend that we, like, she loves cuddles, and she's a little shorter than me and thinks I give good cuddles. So I'm always the big spoon and she's the little spoon. <laughs> 
that's a good profile uh, description for you yeah I, yep um i give good cuddles yeah i apparently i give good cuddles <laughs> so yeah but there's only one friend that i do that with and it's only specifically because she's like we need a cuddle and i'm like that <laughs> okay. sounds good i was wondering how common this is okay Ben's um, so a really i mean good i'm friend. sure like you, you know what but i also have other friends that i don't specifically cuddle with but who are very cuddly and cuddle with their friends. So I do think this is something that not closeted lesbians do. No, yeah, I was making a joke, but like my, I mean, it's going to be hard for you, for listeners and viewers to detach this from what I'm saying, because I'm going to begin it with my golf team. Uh, But (laughs) there was only me and one other lesbian and like all, it was me and the lesbian who were afraid to cuddle. All the non-lesbians were like, let's cuddle. So yeah, you're right. I totally see that. Okay, we got Eleanor. She's now official. She's a new keeper of Malkia or Malkia. Um, and then let's see, Margo. Margo has a nice line at the end there. She says, uh, did you know that real power isn't about flaunting it to prove to others that you have it? Um, I really did like that line. It's And you know, she's right. Real power is about being a little subtle. You don't need to, you know, chop off somebody's head. You don't need to flaunt your wealth. I think that if you, you, I think what she's trying to get across is if you rule fairly, if you have people in your corner, um, you know, on your side, that's when you have real affluence because people aren't following you because they fear you but because they respect you and like you as a person, right? Mm. I think that's what she was trying to get at. Or am I I totally off base? I think it's a little bit about the flaunting. Like uh, if a person gains power in the forest and nobody hears it, is it really that powerful? (laughs) Oh, the classic of the tree falls in the forest. (laughs) Did did you really hear it? Or did it really make a little bit? A little bit of the dynamic of having power is being like, uh, look, everyone, I have all this power. <laughs> but but I think what she's trying to get across is like, you don't need to constantly remind people that you're powerful, that you have power. You can be subtle about it, right? So uh, tell that to Putin. I mean, like, look, Trump, Putin, <laughs> they don't understand. It. They rule with the iron fist. There's nothing they, that we they can both do had about power. It, you know? say that again they both had power they do have power but do they have respect no so i I don't know i think that's just what she's trying to get at you know power is not just about what you have it's about you know how you wield it okay good advice that uh, eleanor probably really needs as we just saw her laugh at the murder of a dude uh, Apollo gives Bunny's Rose on Ice group some pointers while they ogle him. Um, look, those ladies <laughs> really need to get laid. I think yeah. it's probably been a minute. It's probably been a minute because they see this hot piece of ass coming in. <laughs> if you're in a I group mean, like, like that, if you're in a ma'am, if you're in a group that calls itself ma'am. ma'am probably been a minute since since you know is this group just like a giant group of karens to you yeah that's what they're vampire karens don't you think that's what the show's going for i absolutely i just (laughs) i wanted to bring it up i do think that's what the show's going for especially since they call themselves (laughs) ma'am they give me like very strong let me see your manager you know vibes (laughs) absolutely absolutely um so we get the second uh romeo climbing up the balcony scene you know this episode kind of made me feel like i had such a lame love life in high school nobody ever climbed through my window nobody i dated they everybody i dated or flirted with came through the front of the house lame did you only date men in high school because you were that a raging be closeted lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. why, you know what? Uh, Men have absolutely no, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Puzz, pizzazz, je ne sais quoi. 
Uh, it's really no, totally on point kidding. for us I, you to. Know what? I don't uh, mean to generalize. About men. <laughs> not all men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not all men, but the men you, <laughs> the men in the deep south that you were dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, not talk about that. It's a rough <laughs> period of my life. God, when Cal was talking about not being in any any of her high school yearbooks and stuff, I I was starting to realize oh, like she's kind of had her childhood taken away from her with this lifestyle. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the military brat lifestyle. Mm. It's a little bit sad um, that she wasn't able to develop, you know, any attachments. But also that's like kind of why I think that, you know, earlier on we were talking about uh, do they really love each other or is it lust? She hasn't had a time to have friends or to fall in love so I I really do think it's just lust and an over a heightened sense of emotion um that we're being spoon-fed as love you're speaking some truth here Nika you're right um she's lacking I think in um the typical experience that that you would have had by that age maybe yeah. that's influencing things uh when she was like um I'm glad you didn't leave and she hugs Juliet. That's like the most I have felt from her this whole time that she actually was falling for Juliet. Like uh, just Imani Lewis in that scene really portrayed that really well. Like usually, and I think this is on purpose, you know, towards the beginning, especially of the show, I was kind of like, okay, is she, is Cal really into Juliet? And that was something I could totally, it just seemed really realistic. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. That was the first time that I actually kind of felt that Cal might actually have feelings for Juliet rather than, you know, this this weird bite connection that they might have. Um, you could kind of tell that she, um, you know, is afraid of losing Juliet. But also, is that just because she hasn't really had any other friends and her only girlfriend has betrayed her? <sighs> yeah maybe <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh tiffany the, the uh, noah's girlfriend's dog the yorkie digs up a body who is this um what did they call him tony ponytail guy you the, think? Po- the pedo ponytail guy <laughs> the really creepy, creepy one oh obviously and as soon as that body was dug up i was like julia what the f- actual <laughs> like what the heck you watched your sister dump a body in the water and tell you don't bury a body don't leave evidence and then instead of going and getting rid of this body you decide to go off and hang out with Ben. like ben i think is what happened right after no go find that body <laughs> Go get into the water. Where are your priorities? She, she was upset, Nika. She's she's she was shocked. She was scarred what? by that night of partying and acid blood taking. I'll give it to her, but you know, recoup, regroup, <laughs> and then go out and get rid of the evidence. What did recoup, you think? Was regroup and go out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, whoa, this was another crazy episode. It feels like we kind of get two episodes of stuff per every one episode. <laughs> you know, Netflix uh, likes giving us these shorter seasons, only eight episodes. So they got to really pack a lot of stuff in there. Um, Do you think that's one of the things that's happening, that this was actually going to be like a more traditional, longer episode season and the Netflix was like, no, condense this? Well, I, you know, I, I'm not sure because Netflix, a lot of their seasons are eight episodes, uh, their English shows specifically. Um, so if this show was specifically written for Netflix, if it didn't go to like the CW first, then there's no reason they would have thought that. Um, okay. Because that's just the, I feel like that's the formula of, of uh, Netflix. It's either, you know, it's anywhere from six to 10 episodes. Okay. Uh, what are your closing thoughts uh, on this episode? Um, you know it it was a it was a good episode. We we kind of see a, learn a little bit more about the world, which I really liked. 
Um, you know, I think we need to get a lot more world building to, you know, make make flesh flesh out some of these details and you know make make it make sense. Um, so that was good. I think this show was old. Uh, this specific episode was also riddled with a lot of unnecessary scenes that we could have cut out and then you know gone in and done that flushing out I agree this was the first episode I thought it was like really obvious there were a few scenes especially after talking to you that like it was pretty obvious if a couple scenes could have been cut and and I'm wondering if there was maybe a bit uh, like a bit more to those scenes but they cut it down to fit it in that Mm. 50 60 minute window and what they them stripping it down kind of maybe did them a disservice maybe hmm yeah well, um, I, I thought it was another good episode. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not minding as much the build of the world as we go along. I kind of just got used to it. And now I'm just here for the ride. And I'm like, take me to the end. Don't kill my gaze. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm curious. Do you think we're going to get a season two? Um, we haven't heard anything yet. And the show's been out for a hot minute. I've been keeping my eye on it and numbers are okay, depending on what you're looking at, like which, which metrics, uh, and I'm sure Netflix has all different kinds of things they look at. Yeah. Netflix tends to cancel shows out of the blue and you're like, what the heck Netflix? Why would you cancel that show? It did really well. Yeah. Cause I, I wonder if like, they feel like now if they give it a second season, they'll like have to get it a, give it a third. Also. I I just don't know how they're thinking. Um, right now I'm leaning. I'm a little worried. I'll say that. (laughs) I mean, the show was in Netflix's top 10. So hopefully that three weeks in a row. Yeah, it does. But we, the third week, there was quite a few drops off drop offs. So it, it won't be in the top 10 next week. I don't think. Okay. I would be surprised if it is. But I'm going to hope that we get a second season. A girl can dream. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, we got two episodes left. We are getting closer to the end of the season. And I will be back with a recap of episode seven. Make sure you subscribe to LesCast wherever you listen. And also, if you leave us a review, I will try to read those off too. So go to town. Give it to me. I want to see those reviews, baby. I'll read whatever you write. So, I mean, not whatever, within reason. Uh, (laughs) All right. I want to thank Nika for recapping today's episode with me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I will see you back for episode seven. Bye.